Good afternoon. We're on the air with a major development in the investigation into Russian influence as it may pertain to the uh, Trump White House and the Trump uh, campaign. We want to go right now to Pete Williams with word of the appointment of a special counsel to lead an investigation. Pete? Lester, after serving as the deputy attorney general for 22 days, the deputy Rod Rosenstein today took himself out of overseeing the Russia investigation, turning that over to Robert Mueller. He is the former FBI director who served 12 years in that job. He was actually held over two extra years before James Comey became the FBI director. You're listening to The Devil's Advocate, where we talk about news and current events. I'm your host, Brandon Condit. And I'm also your host, Mitchell Hernandez. Our goal at The Devil's Advocate is to provoke thought by introducing viewpoints and information that isn't readily available in the mainstream media. It's in truth a conversation where an independent liberal, like myself, and an independent conservative, like myself, can share different viewpoints uh, without the typical disdain for one another we see all too often in politics. So with that, let's get started. Uh, Phil, uh, I understand you know Robert Mueller. You've worked with him. What do you think? Well, four and a half years of sitting down the hall with him, I saw him one, two, three times a day, threat meetings, personnel meetings, meetings with three attorneys general. I can tell you every American who thinks that this is a moment of turmoil, whether they like the president or not, should breathe easy tonight. Robert Mueller is solid ground. I saw presidents, kings, prime ministers, secretaries of state, CIA directors, the, the former U.S. attorney in, the, in, in uh, New York said he's one of the best. He is not one of the best, Robert Mueller. He is the best I ever saw. All right. So you might be asking yourself, what on earth could TDAP start the show with this week? I mean, you've got like <laughs> 20 scandals to, uh, to talk about, but let's go ahead and start off with Special Prosecutor um, Bob Mueller assi being assigned to oversee the... Um, the Russian investigation and the collusion and yada, yada, yada. You already know. Um, right. So before we get into, you know, our, our, our opinions and, like, the whole – I don't think the Russian thing is a secret. We don't have to describe that detail <laughs> for detail. But right. the, when the story first broke, my first thought was, well, who's Bob Mueller? Because – I'm 30 years old, and I don't remember a whole lot of FBI stuff going on before James Comey. To be honest, like James Comey's one of the right. one of the only FBI directors who. Uh, well, to be to be fair, we this guy has got done quite a bit uh, back in Bush's day, and there was a lot of controversies <laughs> going on back then too. Right. I just don't think we paid attention to them. So this is the first one we've actually put our eyes yeah, on. Fair, yeah, but, absolutely. So real quick. Um, I've got an article. I know you've got an article, so we'll kind of just feel this out and go through it. But um, let's let's do a little bit of Bob Bob Mueller history before we uh, before we start dissecting this current story. So um, what I got is uh, former FBI director Robert S. Mueller III was appointed independent. Oh, uh, the, the, you know he means business when he's got <laughs> suffixes. Um, the third. <laughs> he was appointed special investigator in the Russian meddling, blah, 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 of course. Um, 
Mueller, who took over the FBI a week before September 11, 2001, had a relentless style of management that began with 7 a.m. briefings every day. Whatever. Um, oh, he, I fucking hate working for that guy. <laughs> right. Here's the thing. Like, Work dude, out. Eight. Um, <laughs> he avoided the spotlight and was credited in, in transforming the FBI um, from just a law enforcement agency into a counterterrorism agency as well. Um, he served 12 years for the FBI working under George Bush and President Obama. Um, and yeah, and President Obama asked him to stay on for two more years over the 10-year, uh, right. the standard limit. Is that what – now, because I was looking into that. Is that what Obama asked for specifically two years, or did he give – did he, like – was it like, hey, I don't know if it was just like, hey, you stay on? And then he retired. Because I know he retired yeah. in 2013. Um, yeah. I wouldn't think that it would be for 10 more, but it could be if he was just like, hey, I'd like you to stay on and serve another term. I mean, based um, on what I've been hearing, people people on both sides seem to really, really like and respect this guy. So it wouldn't yeah. it wouldn't be out I know of Democrats the realm of possibility. Um, yeah, Democrats are happy that this guy was appointed by Rosenstein, and Republicans seem happy that he was appointed by Rosenstein. So <laughs> yeah, I think this so. This is a win. It's a bipartisan right. win. It's incredible. I, I think so. <laughs> um, so after the September 11th attacks, Mueller worked to transform the Bureau, um, like I said, into an intelligence-driven agency de- designed to prevent rather than react to terrorism. Um, throughout his career... Mueller, now 72, has moved in and out of private law practice. He once gave up a lucrative salary at a private firm to become a homicide prosecutor for the federal government. Um, nice. He and then Deputy Attorney General James Comey came close to resigning over President Bush's electronic eavesdropping program, and Mueller told agents not to engage in brutal interrogations being done by the CIA. Mueller is said to have been close to Comey, who succeeded uh, who succeeded him as FBI director in 2013 and served until Trump fired him last week. Um, let's see. So some some members of Congress criticized Mueller when he headed the FBI for failing to share more information with the public, although I have a feeling those same members of Congress, if they're, if they're subscribed to one specific party, are probably going to like his silence mm-hmm. in, in the future. Yeah. Um, so I think so. I, I would think so. Um, yeah, he oversaw so, the FBI during the Boston Marathon, um, and there he, was, what was the guy's name? Is it Sir uh, Sarkaya? Sir uh, Sarnayev. Uh, yeah, Sarnayev brothers. I'm not, I'm not gonna try the first names because I'm just not gonna try that. I don't that. know them. No, um, <laughs> like, but yeah, the Sarnayev brothers, and so that was one of the, that was. I guess that was one of the little what you could call a mistake of his is that he then after the Boston marathon bombing came out and had to tell Congress that like, yeah, we looked into them and we let them go. Um, yeah. So, you know, people make mistakes. I get that. You know, we don't like to, we don't like to hear that. Um, right. But you know, it is, it is what it is. I, I mean, right. it's not, it, Let's not say it like that. I guess. <laughs> they're like, ah, whatever. Oh, you shake like, it you off, buddy. But you know what I'm saying. Like, I, people right. make mistakes, and when you work for the FBI, they're a little bit bigger than if you don't take out the trash at my house. Um, like, right. Mine so, only causes me to get in trouble. So, <laughs> right. um, no one dies. Right. 
So let's say, okay, so now uh, Rosenstein has basically asked him to come in, be a special prosecutor um, for this whole investigation. So now within the next 60 days, Mueller has to come up with a budget proposal, and that will be directly reviewed by Rosenstein. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, he says he can request that Justice Department employees be assigned to his team or ask for outsiders to be hired, but he's likely going to work with the FBI agents who have already been looking into the Russia matter for months now. Right. I mean, um, and to me, that makes sense. I mean, he probably knows them as he yeah, his I'm tenure sure. didn't I mean, end that long ago. So, you know, I, I think that um, I think that's not unreasonable to to have happen or, you know, whatever. Right. Here's the thing that I didn't like about Rosenstein's uh, press release whenever he uh, announced that he was going to be bringing Mueller in. He said that uh, bringing him in are, is not a sign that, quote, crimes have been committed or that any prosecution is warranted, which makes sense, obviously. We don't know. The investigation's not done. Right. But then he said, uh, quote, he's only determined that based on the unique circumstances, the public interest requires me to place the investigation on the authority of someone who can exercise a degree of independence from the normal chain of command. He then went on to to say that um, he didn't necessarily have to make anything public unless he feels it's in the public interest. I feel like this story's in the public interest. Right. Like, at this point, like... If you're holding anything back, why? If you're saying that you can release anything at any point, but, I don't know, maybe we won't. It's like, dude, (laughs) you're going to want to be transparent in this because, you know, everyone's watching. Um, So that was the only thing that kind of irritated me. Yeah, no, I get that. Um, You'll see on the YouTube video, heads poke in behind me as that was being said. Um, (laughs) Sorry. So, anyway. um, Well, what I will say, though, one thing that I wanted to, I, what I go on, what I, what I will say as far as Rob Rosenstein goes is, I think he is right that it needed to happen. Like I think it did need to be taken out of the Justice Department's hands. Um, just personally, I like I. I think everyone at this point, because you, you remember me talking about it too, where I was like, I don't trust anyone. I don't know if I can trust this guy. It sounds like we can. I still think that, like I said, this is a different era that we're living in where everything is so polarized that if you don't – people are deciding that if they don't like Trump that they have to just not do their job in order to hurt him. And other people who support Trump and think he's being treated unfairly have decided that they're not going to do their jobs in, in order to you know try to help him mm-hmm. out in, in whichever way. So this is just totally – you know, everything. Every, before it used to just be Congress who played politics, and the other people kind of stayed out of it. And if, right. it, if they didn't, it was kind of a very special event. It's not now. Now it's just it's weird, and everything is. Now to be fair, yeah, I know that the Democrats are going crazy and talking about you know, oh, we need to impeach him and whatnot. They they've been talking about that every single time. They talked. Republicans mm-hmm. talked about trying to impeach Obama. They talked about trying to impeach. Uh, George W. Bush and bring him up on war crimes. They did they impeach. Did impeach. <laughs> yeah. So that's not different. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh my God, the scandal. It's like, no, they do this every time. They try. People get upset. They're not getting their way, and they try to come up with something. Um, and hopefully, Mueller's investigation will decide if something is actually there or not, and we can stop with everything else that you know has been going on. Yeah. No. Uh, I I agree with you. Um, I, so I did want to touch on, touch on uh, how Trump reacted to this news. 
because <laughs> the same way I that he expecting... always reacts shitty <laughs> so... no he didn't they're saying uh white house had no advance notice that rosenstein was appointing a special counsel and politico reported that he took the news shockingly well a source said his uh, reaction was extremely measured and this part made me laugh and that he didn't scream or yell. <laughs> like, no, but he, what a high bar! But still, his public <laughs> his public reaction is. I didn't see anything that he he came out and, and he, said anything. His public reaction is this is it, well, he he tweeted that like oh this is this is never happened to Hillary Clinton this never happened to Barack Obama they did all these bad things how come this well, didn't happen with them I don't I'm remember the most did he say specifically about president in the freaking world like. Really? Yeah, I, I did see that. Yeah, I bet which, which the eleven uh, percent of presidents who have been assassinated would be- beg to differ, but you know that's fine. <laughs> that um, was just one person acting like that, right? So, I, like I said, I don't, I don't agree with his uh, his tweet there, but I didn't think that it was directly directed at Mueller being assigned to the investigation. So apparently, you know, he's just saying that in general. But when it came to the actual matter of Mueller being assigned to it, he seemed to be kind of on board with it. Um, let's see here. So that's basically where we're at now. Now we're just kind of waiting for him, for Mueller to get started. And hopefully right. that'll stop, you know, well, all of the speculation and all the ridiculousness that's been going on. Well, what was interesting, too, about the, um, first of all, for me personally, it, like, it was a breath of fresh air to hear that. Um, I still yeah. think, here's the problem. I would still like, an independent commission congressionally and the reason why is because with this type of investigation and the way that Bob, Bob Miller and his his history of investigating is that he's very tight-lipped he's not going to say anything so he's looking this is a criminal investigation there could be mm-hmm. collusion between Russia and the Trump campaign that doesn't necessarily break the law that we'll never know mm-hmm. about if it doesn't cross that line. Now, does that mean he should be prosecuted for it? Obviously not. It didn't break the law. Should we still know about it? Probably so. Um, They'll leak I, it. Come on. It, or it, someone will pretend to leak it. They'll come out and say, you know, oh, I totally, I've got the memo. Cool. Can we see it? No, but I'll read it to you over the phone. Good enough for me. Right. So, <laughs> but then you're then you're admitting that there's some at least a little bit of possible legitimacy to those. How can I admit to something I have zero evidence for and zero insight to? I can't admit to it. I have no idea. Right. I mean, the possibility is there. Um, Possibilities are always there. I mean, there's a possibility that he actually paid hookers to shit and piss all over Obama's bed. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I doubt it, but it's a possibility. Um, So, I don't know. I just, like, what what I would personally like, too, is while this investigation, and I know this is a long shot, and I guarantee, I, like, almost guarantee this won't happen, because Republicans would be idiots to allow it to happen, first of all. You don't want this to play out in front of the public, because if there is something there, then you have more to lose in if you're not hiding it. Like, um, so, but I, I would, would like a public... Not trial, but hearings, is so that we know what happened. Because I don't know that with Bob Miller. Now I trust Bob Miller, and I trust if he doesn't find um, criminal. I feel like you're saying Miller. I think it's Mueller. It is Mueller. <laughs> it, it, it is Mueller. Um, Mueller. <laughs> Loretta Scott King. Um, <laughs> so. 
uh, but patrons you know, of the show will get that joke, <laughs> right? Yeah, a couple, a couple of them. Um, but but you know what? He, I trust him that if he doesn't find any criminal wrongdoing, then I think Democrats should accept that and should move on. Um, what, yeah, I won't. I don't necessarily agree, and I know that probably shocks you a little bit since I've been the one bit. saying. Yeah, I just, but to me, I'm looking back to, because him and Comey were close, and Comey came out and was like, nope, no wrongdoing, and I completely disagreed with that. So if it does, evidence comes out, kind of like what they saw with Hillary Clinton, where even I'm like, oh shit, that's that's fucked up. And then mm-hmm. he, and then Mueller comes out and is like, no reason to prosecute, I yeah. would be pissed. And yeah. I wouldn't be like, no, you can't say anything, because no, we got to see what the facts are, right. or what the supposed facts are, you know. So I don't want to make a blanket statement and say like I'll be pissed off if Democrats aren't happy with what they find. Yeah, no, it just kind of depends. That and yeah, I think I think that's probably the the better way of putting that. Because um, I agree with you there. I mean, obviously, I don't want I don't want you to show me like put up on CNN a, a voicemail where. Like Trump called Putin and is like, "Hey, yo, Vlad, um, I need some money <laughs> for you to fuck over Hillary Clinton right now." Um, right, you know, like no okay, problem, no, comrades. No, no wrongdoing. Yeah, I have a problem with that. Um, so I guess blanket <laughs> statements aren't aren't necessarily the best, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that Rob Rosenstein came to this conclusion? Do you think? Do you do you buy into that? Like. There's like this I th- story on the left that is like Trump threw him under the bus, and this was his way of making sure that his name was clean, which is almost Comey esque in this scenario, if that's true. Um, you know? I think that he got. I this is me personally, what I personally believe. So I want to disclaimer that to obviously I'm not an investigator, I'm not in Congress, I'm not in the White House, I don't know, mm. but. What I personally believe is that the Russia story is false, that the narrative to it is false, that the DNC got caught cheating, and they, they tried to just make up a reason for, for why this happened. And to me, that, that still is the underlying linchpin of even if the Russians hacked and got the information, the information was that you're a bunch of cheaters. And that's an issue. And everyone's just willing to ignore the fact that the DNC cheated no, because, oh, no, the scary Russians well, got it. We've talked about that before, too. But as I pointed out to you before, if there was collusion, whether or not it was the truth doesn't matter. Because if you can if you Right. Can I don't me- believe the collusion. If you can that's measure influence. Yeah, right. I know. We're saying right. if. Like, if you can measure the influence and the influence was greater than the margin of error between the two candidates, right. then the, this president isn't elected without that cause and effect. So and see, because Democrats keep calling for, like, if, if it comes out that there's collusion and wrongdoing, he should be prosecuted. And I'm looking at the DNC staffers like, why not both? They, if they both fine. committed crimes, I, then, I think most you know, rational. I think most rational citizens. That's not what I'm hearing. Would like, tell you, yeah, prosecute them both. And I, I disagree with you because the Bernie people were calling for Hillary to be locked up, just like the Trump people were. So I disagree. Yeah, but then Bernie with came you. out and was like, "No, I loved being fucked up in my ass. It was incredible. I get Thank it. you, Hillary Clinton." And then they were just kind of like gave up. So you know. But anyway, going back to what I think, uh, this this whole thing is. I think that they personally know that, that this narrative is false. Like when you look at uh, McMaster's 
and uh, I think that's his name. The mm-hmm. uh, what? Yeah, coming in and saying like I was in the room because that was the other leak that came out. I was like, oh my god, he gave away all this information, and, and all the Republicans in the room were like, that didn't happen. I think they're getting sick of right, it. Right, but and they also they, when it came they, to but it. But they, they also denied. They denied things that they were not accused of doing. When when McMaster came out and said he did not give away the source, he did not give... Well, that's not what you were accused of doing. You were accused of giving did, away accused, classified information, not right. specifics, and that's what they denied. They denied specifics that they were never accused of doing. That doesn't that doesn't satisfy uh, I, me. The quote that I heard from McMaster's was the president of the United States did not give any classified information. That's what I heard. If he went on to give more specifics after that, I don't know. But that was the, the soundbite that I heard. So I think that a lot of Republicans were pushing Rosenstein to say, this isn't going away. And it's becoming a daily event where they're coming out it's and they're an owning hourly this narrative. Like, I know. And I there's an issue with for that. The last there's no, ten, for the last it, 10 days, I every morning I wake up to a story that's not the same as the one I went to bed to. Um, and that's fine. Doesn't mean that it's true. And it I also think that, doesn't we, mean that we're going to touch on that a little bit. Later. That's fine. We'll touch on that in a, in a little bit. But I think that they came to. I think that Republicans pressured Rosenstein, saying we are we are losing the narrative here with the mainstream media and everything else. We need to just clear the air. Appoint a special prosecutor, someone that everybody trusts, and someone that uh, we you know is going to restore the public confidence. Which normally, when they say that, it doesn't mean much to me because I don't I didn't think this was going to happen where they actually would restore the public trust in appointing anybody. But apparently, this mm-hmm. guy seems to have made the cut, and everyone agrees that he's the right choice. So I think that that's why you're seeing Republicans cheering for it because I think yeah. they think that they're really going to get a fair shake. And I think you see Democrats cheering for it because I think they honestly believe all of this that's going on. I don't think they're right, but I think they think they're right. Mm. And they think that they're going to get a fair shake out of this, too. Well, and I'll and tell we'll you. we'll just have I'll, to see. I'll tell you my <laughs> my personal feeling, which is only me, not not speaking for Democrats. I'm not speaking for liberals right. or independents. Just personally, personally, I think that the, I, I won't go so far as to say – well, Russia. Yeah, no, I will. What I'll say is it all looks shady. Like, all of that looks shady. And if you, even with, like, because what you're about to throw at me is, what did Jared Kushner do wrong? What did this person right. do wrong? What did that person do wrong? Here's what I'll tell you. What makes it look shady is the way that Donald Trump responds to the allegation. The way that he responds to the allegation is the way that somebody who just got caught lying responds to an allegation. That makes <laughs> it look shady. That makes me want to know why you're so jittery whenever this gets brought up. It's not yes. a simple, oh yeah, it will, if you, like, I wouldn't lose a moment of sleep if somebody came to me and was like, Brandon Condit, if somebody came to me and accused me of embezzling money or like Brandon Condit's been embezzling money from his job and he's done this mm-hmm. with it and he's blah 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 blah. Inve- investigate the shit out of me because I know that's not true. So that's fine, but let's say that I'm I, not going to get happen. I'm not going to get nervous and be like and, and freak out really? about it. Just do do what you do because you're not going to find I'm anything. I'm just saying this. So someone knocks on your door and they come up, you see a text message, I text you at night, and I say, hey, dude, they're saying you embezzled a ton of money from your job and all that, and you respond, that's bullshit, ha, 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 lots of laughs. 
And Probably. I don't care if everyone thinks it's laugh out loud. It's not. It, LOL is lots of laughs, and I'll stick with that forever. <laughs> but, but, you got stuck in AOL days. Kids don't right. even know what that is. <laughs> but so so you're you're laughing it off, and then you sit, tell, and I'm talking to you on the phone. You're like, dude, I got nothing to hide. Bring it on. And then you turn on the news, and every single news station is going, anonymous sources say Brandon's full of shit. He's totally lying and all of this. And then there's every single day there's another news report with no corroboration going, nope, it, the, the evidence is stacking up against Brandon. You're going to get a little nervous. I know you will, even if you don't think that, you, that you've done anything. Because guess what? Innocent people go to jail sometimes, mm -hmm. and you're going to get not nervous. Typically, because not typically you, the ones that hold the presidency of the United States. Not though. typically. Not typically. Not but ever. It, so Well, there's always room for first, and like I said, the the yes, media has is. not been fair to Donald Trump with with the way that they've covered him and the way that they're covering uh, this. And not to say that, that they're they haven't been fair to other people in the past, obviously. Right. But let's look at it with through a magnifying no. glass and just look at this particular incident. All and No, the media is not being fair. All to I'm Donald saying Trump. is personally, I feel like there could be something there. I I don't think anybody there would, could be. I don't think that anybody would deny that Michael Flynn is probably going to jail at the end yeah. of this, whether he's the if, fall guy yeah. or whether he's the only one that did something shady. I would imagine that Michael Flynn is going to jail. Um, yeah. And that's personally what I think. Again, I don't have any evidence. I should go work for all of the, the Huffington Post and everything else because <laughs> they don't seem to need evidence either. Right. But I personally think that Michael Flynn is the guilty party. I think that he was doing all of these things. I think that he was doing pay-to-play saying, I've got access to the president, Russia and Ukraine and all these other places, and if you give me a lot of money, I might drop a little bird. But what I will here, say know? is just because just because I don't like the story that's coming out, first of all, Donald Trump, the, there are a few things you have to look at. Well, actually, we'll save this conversation for the next segment because mm -hmm. um, I just because we're, we're about they correlate. There's a lot it. of correlation that. Yeah, there's a lot of correlation going to be so going on. We'll save the sourcing stuff for for a few minutes but um you know i mean as, as far as as my personal feelings about the donald trump thing i think that yeah it looks shady and i think that his response looks shady and i think that the whether the media is just pulling the wool over my eyes or whatever and like it looks like there are pieces that he doesn't want you to know about and if he doesn't want you to know about it then that makes me want to know about it um here's and, the thing even with all of these but i will tell uh, you at the end of all of this if democrats first of all if it comes out and no evidence comes out and it is concluded that there is no evidence and there was no wrongdoing here i will be satisfied with that that answer as long as i won't the, you have uh, to prove that as, there's no evidence <laughs> shut up as long <laughs> i've heard that argument like eight times already i'm just i stare at right. it every time like yeah i know what <laughs> i'm pretty sure donald trump said it to barack obama about his birth certificate <laughs> he did um, he totally did and guess what that was right Bullshit. so but what i will say is i personally if that happens if it comes out that there's nothing i'll be satisfied with that unless the former scenario of hey here's some evidence right in your face and we're still going to go the james comey route and go the wrong right. way like then obviously like we get some weird emails from michael flynn that obviously look like there was but extreme if, carelessness but, wrongdoing but donald trump broke all of his phone cameras and we don't have any right i would imagine <laughs> like, though that 
there are a lot of liberals, hopefully not the majority, but I have a, I would imagine that there are a lot of Democrats and a lot of liberals that will not be satisfied the same way that I will at the end of all of that. And Ooh, now, not my president. And I'll I think that, resist. and and I would say that then in that case, if they continue to call for impeachment, if they continue to try to make something out of what has been proven to be nothing, then. Like you're you're making your own bed, Democrats. It didn't work for Republicans. I don't think it'll work for Democrats. The only no. reason and giving you a shred of hope at all is because my gut tells me that like there's something to look into here. My gut might be wrong, and that's fine. If it is, I'll tell you right now a, it is. But yeah, I don't think inherently it's wrong because my gut tells me Michael Flynn. My gut tells me nothing for anyone else. But my gut, just as soon as I looked at Michael Flynn and everything started coming out and him asking for immunity and and having right. him, you know, let go because he lied to Mike Pence, everything says this is the dude. If there right. is any collusion anywhere, it's this guy. And I think that it's localized. It is just with him. I don't think that uh, – mm-hmm. I think that Donald Trump showed very poor judgment in appointing him. I think that people probably warned him about Michael Flynn, and he didn't believe them because he thought that it's just more of the media trying to take his – presidency down which he's very entitled to believe because that's what the media has done problem is you got it wrong this time and i think that michael and again this is me talking out of my ass i don't know anything right but, but i think um, michael flynn's the guy and if he was and i know loyalty means a lot to donald trump but i think if he was smart he would toss his ass under the bus loyalty so only means loyalty only means a lot to donald trump if you're loyal to him though um right and if it's proven that, Don, that because, michael flynn wasn't because donald trump him, no might reason be to ch- stand up for him. Donald Trump might be charming and might have a way with words and be very night, very great to the people. He's a gracious host. But He's hosting and doing this. Ask things. Rudy Giuliani about loyalty. Ask Chris Christie about loyalty. Like Donald Trump, once he's done with you, doesn't need you. Right. Um, so well, luckily, I think that he that Ivanka Trump has a lot of say with him, and I think that all those. Like, I think with Rudy Giuliani and things like that, that's mostly Ivanka Trump saying, don't go that route. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, and to her credit... Go cred- golfing with them. They're, to, good, they're good friends. To her credit, thank you, if that's true. Yeah, I love Ivanka I, Trump. I would love I to see her run for some sort of office later. I think she's incredibly capable and incredibly smart and incredibly... And she's like... She's not a Republican. I mean, I think that if she actually ran and was being honest with herself, she'd be a Democrat. I and think I'd still so, vote too. Because I, I, I agree with almost everything that she's I think come out and, that Jared Kushner probably would be, too. Um, yeah. He seems a little bit more of a conservative, but he also just see, strikes me more as a strategist. Right. He was instrumental in having Donald Trump win. Like, he was the one who was confident when they were coming into the election, and everyone was saying they were going to lose. Jared Kushner was like, trust me. I've been in charge of running the numbers in uh, He was instrumental, Wisconsin. unless it was Russia. I mean, we've already determined that. <laughs> so, so, Russia didn't um, hack the machines. There were still Americans that voted for him. Right. Uh, based on the truth that should have never gotten out. Damn it. Um, <laughs> right. So, oh, get the hammers. Yeah. Anyway, I guess it, to sum this thing up, um, I think I, I think everyone's happy at this point. Um, I think I mean, so obviously, too. Donald Trump wishes it could go a little bit differently and they didn't have to do any of this. Um, but I think that Republicans are happy. I'm certainly happy. I think that this is the right move. We'll see what happens. Um, I think I know so, too. Last one, time, one more point before we round the whole thing out, just because we've got a couple minutes. Um, the 
so when this was announced, the first thing that you and I talked about this week um, was that now James Comey is probably not going to show up and testify in front of Congress like we had talked about last week because that was the story last week was that he was going to show up yep. and he was going to talk and blah, 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 blah. So the first, so as soon as the press, special prosecutor is appointed, the story then becomes, well, he probably won't because that could hurt Bob Mueller's um, mm-hmm. investigation. Well, it came out this morning that he'll be there next week. James Comey will be in front of yep. the Senate next week. So, I, so to me... Either A, Mueller has already talked to him because they're friends, so that could be as simple as, like, I wouldn't imagine that would take a long time to to meet up with him and have that conversation. So it could be that he's already got his interview, but I just wonder how much James Comey's testimony could hurt Bob Mueller's investigation. Um, Yeah, and that's the thing, because that was, I read another article earlier, and they were saying that's really what... Uh, pissed a lot of people off about Comey as well is that he had that news conference and he was like, we don't do that. And especially Bob Mueller, right. he's like, we we don't do that. Whenever we're not – when we're done with an investigation, we're done. We make a report and it's over. Right. We don't go to the news media and we don't leak details directly from you know right. the higher-ups. So, But that speaks to a lot of Comey, and I think that that's what proves he was the wrong guy for the job. Well, like, and I don't – Obviously I, – I don't think any – like I said last week, last week I don't he's think – He's got something to say. Say it to Mueller, and then right. ha- include that in the investigation and be done. I don't think but any – he doesn't want to do that. He wants to I get in front of the cameras and <laughs> – I don't think most reasonable people have a problem with James Comey being fired. I think they have a problem with the way it happens. The timing um, and, yeah, yeah. The, the optics of it. So, you know, but I think – I mean, I think that's – I think that's a good place for it. I just I just thought that, that was yeah. interesting because as we had discussed that earlier in the week, it came out this morning. It was like, well, damn, that could actually like yeah, I saw it. I would hope that that doesn't in hurt this other investigation because man, at the right. end of the day, I just want to be done talking about it. Like I want to be done with Russia. Whether now what I, what I'll say is if there is evidence there, then whoever was involved should be held accountable for that wrongdoing and if it was donald right. trump then he should be out like he should be out if if there is something there if there's not something there then democrats need to let it go the, we need to move forward as right a people and it depends um, it depends on what it is like if they catch donald trump on the phone going russia do what you just destroy Hillary Clinton. That's fine. Or if it's just like his comment he made when he was like in Russia. If you're listening, I hope you find the emails. I didn't think that was enough. Right. To me, that's that's uh, Barack Obama leaning over saying, "Hey, don't worry about it. Next, this is my last election. I'll have more leniency here." Right. That wasn't enough. That, that does it sound shady and it's kind of a shitty thing to do. Yeah, it is. But it's yeah. not like he was like, "Hey, man, go ahead, take take uh, Crimea." <laughs> don't yeah, worry right. about it no I'll have I, more flexibility yeah no i i completely agree with you so um so yeah i mean i think that's a that's a good place to leave that for now yep. As we told you before the break, we've got breaking news from the New York Times. I've got the panel still here, joined again by Aaron Garen, Cornell Belcher, Matthew Continenti. Now I want to, on the phone is the reporter that broke the story of the Comey memo 
that he wrote about a meeting with President Trump in February where the president purportedly asked him to essentially end the investigation into his former national security advisor, Michael Flynn. Michael Schmidt is on the phone now, the reporter of this story. Uh, Michael, so obviously uh, you got a, did you get a hold of the memo itself from James Comey? What was the point of this memo? Was this his own sort of notes to himself? Give us the context of the memo. So we have not seen the memo ourselves, but we've been told about it by some of Mr. Comey's associates. All right. So the next topic um, that that we kind of kind of jumped in and out of in the last segment, but I think it's one that um, Mitch and I get pretty passionate about. Um, so we'll start out by saying, obviously, Donald Trump had a pretty not great last seven to ten days, um, and that is solely because of the media coverage of what you could call leaks, you could call it false stories, <laughs> a false narrative, you could call it whatever you want. The fact of the matter is the stories that have come out in the last ten days are not sourced stories. They're, they're, well, they're sourced. They're just know, anonymously sourced. They're anonymously sourced. Right. Um, so... So, and I think that, that that that's something that you and I get both pre pretty passionate about that, yeah. that subject. So, I, uh, um, I've seen a lot this week that has just dumbfounded me beyond belief um, with it. So, obviously, so, the, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So, basically, <laughs> you know, my issue with this whole thing is that, uh, especially looking at this week, when you come out and you say that Donald Trump had a bad week, and I agree with you. It hasn't been a great week for Donald Trump. The problem is I don't think everyone sees it that way. And I think that if you are an anti-Trumper, you think that he's had the worst week of his, of his life right now. If you are a media, uh, if you're distrustful of the media, you think it's all bullshit. And That's fine. I don't think that though – even though that may very well be true, I don't think that that doesn't – hurt a little bit like i think that it's yeah. still justifiable to say that it's a bad week because i mean it was if you i bet if you asked donald trump he would tell you yeah this wasn't my most favorite week of right. this job like it well they're saying everything's moving just fine everything's going just smoothly and i sort so, of agree with that aside well, they from the would, media narrative they would have to say that anyway Every, yeah. anybody would say that so right. everything's that's fine. great don't worry but about let's let but at least I guess let's go through the stories and then, you know, you can you can I've, I've got a little article right here. So we'll, I'll go ahead and read through this again. You can stop me and we can discuss each story individually yeah. or, or whatever. And then we can look at the general. Right. Because I got an issue with how topic. generally um, going. So anyway, um, it all started with a meeting between Trump and two Russian officials last week. Um, Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov and the Russian ambassador to the U.S., Sergei Kislyak. Mm -hmm. um, the president there reportedly revealed classified information about the Islamic State group's plan to use laptop computers to target commercial flights. Um Let's see. Uh, Trump's team initially denied that he had revealed any sensitive information, um, right. but Trump later appeared to contradict that, tweeting that he had the absolute right to do that. Um, right. And let's let's stop there. And uh, the issue I had with this right off the bat 
was the initial reports didn't say anything about a laptop. All they said, the initial no, they didn't for the first like twenty four hours of that of that reporting, it was Donald Trump leaked classified information, and they didn't say anything about a laptop. And then and everyone came out, McMaster's and all them saying like, "What are you talking about? He didn't do anything." And then Donald Trump stuck his fucking foot in his mouth like he normally does and goes, "Well, I have the right to do it." Well, don't say right. that if you, <laughs> if you didn't do anything. He's right. He does right. have the right to do do what he wants. But obviously people are going to pick up on that and, and infer whatever they want to infer. And right. the media well, decided what, to infer that he was evil. <laughs> well, and and when I heard it and when I was reading it, like my thought was, didn't we just talk about – like it, as part of the travel ban, it was talked about that laptops would be banned from right. – so I mean, assuming that that was because ISIS was doing. So is it was it really a huge secret anyway? No, it wasn't. If, and that's what the Russians that's came what out was and said. They were like, everyone knew about this. If that's what they're talking about, then no, like everyone knew about this. Even uh, major uh, airlines are saying that they're no longer going to let you store a laptop uh, in storage because of the lithium batteries that could go out on them and cause a fire and, and whatnot. So even airlines themselves are going, hey, we're not doing that anymore. Like you can carry it on. But you can't pet, you can't you know ship it around, so right like to me that's incredibly weak. But again, that wasn't the narrative. The narrative was Donald Trump leaked classified information to the Russians, and they just right. ran with it. And so then I had to see a bunch of people right. that the usual suspects on Facebook freaking out and you know saying, "Oh, you stupid Republicans! I bet you wish you didn't vote for Donald Trump now," and all that. And I was like, "What is it? It doesn't sound like it's right. anything." So that was the so, first little bit of annoyance on the, well, on the week. It, well, and actually, it wasn't the first because if you think about it, if you go back ten days, you have the where, where this started was with the firing of Comey. Right. Um, well, and to be fair, firing, this has been going on for a while. That there's been right. the, all the Russia stuff is if, alleged. None of so, it's real and, yet. And, and right, and you said you said that <laughs> Donald Trump um, tends to put his foot in his mouth and. Does. As I'm reading, like I'm reading back, to, first of all, this article, and I'll put it in the comments, like I have been doing, um, is written really stupidly. So at the top of it, like, sorry, sorry, Vice News, who's not accurate, but you mean at least a 19 year old undergrad journalist student doesn't know what the fuck they're doing and is overly <laughs> right. passionate. No, so the, so the top paragraph on this stupid article is like, hey, this is how it starts. And then starts with literally this morning and goes back every day. So now I'm at the bottom <laughs> of the article working my way forward in time. Um, so sorry if I get a little repetitive Ooh, here. I'm but, original. Um, so basically, though, that's what happens. Comey, Comey gets fired. Um, and then Donald Trump talks about tapes, taping conversations with Comey, and these are he the first not, two. And that's not what he, what he said exactly, and that was uh, an issue I no, had it's, as well. No, it's he not, said, but he, he implied uh, it. He, well, again, that depends on what you feel he implied. I, I don't have it pulled up right in front of me, so if you if you do, that'd be great. Um, but still, um, I think the original was something along the lines of, Director Comey better hope that there aren't any taped uh, any tapings of our conversation. And that was it. Right. And to me, that there's two things that I took from that. First off, why the fuck are all of the president's phone calls recorded? Are you telling me the NSA is recording all of our phone calls and going through all of our shit and no one's recording everything the president does? That just seems like that would be a given. You know what I mean? Like right. that would be standard procedure. I would feel like you could just pull those up. 
Maybe right. I just don't understand how it works, but to no. me, like, that makes sense to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I don't disagree on that point. Um, right. To me, and now, that's what it comes back to what people are inferring. To me, I inferred his meaning to be him making a swipe about the whole being uh, tapped by Obama and being like, oh, they're listening in, so you better hope there's no you know, recordings that prove you wrong. So it was a stupid thing to say, but then they were like, he threatened him, and, and it went overboard. And right, I like, which I, no, think that was, I think that was overboard. But it was a case where if he just doesn't say it, yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't have a story, and that's what I mean. If you remember in the campaign, I was like, if he just wouldn't tweet, like people wouldn't have so much to go with. But like the two right. tweets, and you know, anyway. So on the same day, jumping back to what we were discussing, on the same day that um, a couple days after Comey got fired is when he had the meeting with the Russians. Um, he on the same day. A Comey memo, alleged Comey memo, was um, not seen, but read over the phone to, I don't know if it was the Washington Post or the New York Times. I it know it's both been, of them, I think. I think both um, of them had sources that apparently read this alleged memo. It's like basically claiming that Donald Trump um, asked, it was James Comey's note allegedly that he wrote down after that dinner um talking or in which he claims that donald trump uh asked him to stop the investigation on michael flynn um so that was so that was story number two or three i guess depending on how you're looking at it and we'll we'll break this one down because this is the one that just I mean, it, it, before when it came to the whole Russia thing and everything else, like, I would just look at pe- the people who absolutely believed it in the media and whatnot and be like, all right, come on. Like, you need, to, you need to do better. Like, maybe there's something here. This was the first one that actually made me mad. Um, oh, yeah. I can vouch for that. <laughs> I got mad at this one because I looked at uh, – it was an NPR article that, that broke it first, and I have been really bolstering up the NPR's reporting here lately because they were doing a really <laughs> good job. They've stopped mm. doing a really good job. <laughs> I was like they sucked during the, the whole campaign, and then they started to get some real good journalism coming back again, uh, and then all of a sudden here we are again with, with this. So they came out, and the exact uh, title uh, was something like Donald Trump – orders Comey uh, to drop the Flynn investigation, period. Like, there was no allegedly, there was none of that. The headline was that, period. I think everybody who is reasonable should have an issue with that. To me, okay, so to me, that's that's clickbait, and that shouldn't be, you know, because I think there is, there are the people out there, like us, who will see something, especially with an outrageous title like that, and first of all, click on it and read it. Yeah, and then that secondly, was the first thing I did. I read the article. Right, and then secondly, do some fact-checking. It's not hard to do <laughs> fact-checking. We're not super smart guys. We're guys right. who know how to Google stuff. We have so a like fucking phone a, where I can press a button and go, hey, Google. <laughs> right. right. 2.3 so, seconds later, I've got the answer. Right. This isn't, this isn't you know, insanely 
intricate. It's right. easy to, to figure this stuff out, and especially when you're just re- – now, but I do think places like – and I won't just say that it's not just NPR. Look, Vice News, I'm trying to cut out the bias in what I'm reading yeah. uh, about this because there's a lot of it, and I'm trying to not – You because mean BuzzFeed is biased? I don't, want that to, biased? Oh. I don't, I don't <laughs> want it to be misconstrued as my opinion, but this is very – this is a very liberally written article, and so I'm trying to cut that out and just give the bullet points. Um, but but I don't I don't think people should should accept that. I think that's bad. No. I think news organizations or alleged news organizations should be held accountable. Look, it's as simple as saying report says or source says or anonymous source says right. Donald Trump yada yada yada. That's all you have to do to still. He's, people are still going to click on it. Yeah, They're because still gonna click Donald on Trump. It. I mean, obviously, but it's but it doesn't misrepresent the truth, and I think right. or it does. And the problem it, is, that I'm not saying maybe it doesn't misrepresent the truth, but it gives the idea it, they, it that <laughs> it gives know? the well, it might, it always yeah. might, but it gives the idea that there's a conclusion to the statement, and there's not a conclusive. Like you don't know no. just because some guy, and when you don't, the problem with not sourcing the information. Look, I agree t- with you to an extent. Now, I also kind of, I won't say I understand the necessity of it. What I will say is In certain situations, yes. I no. will say that as as House of Cards watchers, right, you have, mm-hmm. to, you have to like kind of look at that. Um, if there's somebody in, inside an organization, it doesn't have to be Trump's administration. Um, it could be Congress. It could be... Goldman Sachs, or um, who was the uh, Enron, right? Yeah. A, a universally disliked company, Enron. Um, you, if there's somebody in there that can see bad stuff happening, and they're responsible for us, the American public, knowing it, then I would think by your own stance on leakers that like you at least have to understand that now i do think that when the when the news runs with it as fact without naming their source that it makes it hard it may i don't i wouldn't call it fake news because we don't would, know because they're reporting fake. it as what news I would, and it's not true what i would say it is news it doesn't necessarily we don't know that it's true we have to take their word that it's right. true whether all so, they have to do is put in the word alleged and it's not fake news anymore but when you were when you report something as fact that you cannot prove that is fake I I will not go so far as to because there are circumstances why you couldn't prove it. In in this instance, there that would is, be a circumstance yeah, totally why you couldn't fine. prove it. Totally to fine keep, with one to keep like, your that person once. to keep your person in Enron or the White mm-hmm. House that's leaking you information. You can't yeah. reveal their name because you have to keep them there. I get that. There's a variable there. Here's um, the problem. Here's the problem with that. And this is the thing that that just drove me insane with with this. Whenever I was reading the article from NPR, buried in it, there was like one sentence that stated um, that they never saw the memo. That the person doing the article that wrote this as fact with that headline didn't see the memo. And to me, if you're the dude, some yeah, dude is I calling a, it up and I'm reading like, this memo I mean, over the phone to him, and you don't have email. You don't have a right. flash drive. You can't put it on and leave it behind a fucking park yeah, bench no, or something. Like I that's not intricate. Say go meet I up there. 
No, I don't disagree with your logic there. That is literally me calling any news station anywhere and saying, you know, this dude Mitch is, like, illegal, right? Like, he's seriously, right. like, this dude just, I watched him. I'm reading his birth certificate. It says, I'm reading his birth certificate. It says Mexico right here. Can I see it? No, no, nah, man. Right. <laughs> and now said news said news station is running that story and saying, well, this guy sh- told me that he read a rep- uh, uh, right. a police report claiming blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it, yeah it's, it's here's not the problem. good enough. To me, it's, it's like anytime you hear someone where you're arguing uh, religious matters with them and they, say, and they cite the Bible or they cite the Quran or they, they do anything like that, the, the problem with that is that that is an argument from authority. So they're, they're arguing that you know, look at the Bible. This is why I believe this, and this is why you should believe this. But I don't necessarily believe in the Bible. I don't subscribe to the authority that you're giving. And the issue I have with this is that they are saying, <laughs> we don't need to tell you the sources. We don't need to show you any evidence. Trust us. These guys are good. And I don't – that's an – to me, that's the same thing as an argument of authority. That They're saying, we've taken the time to decide that these guys are credible. You don't need to look into who they are. You don't need to see anything else that they've reported. If they've reported something in the past that wasn't right, if they've – you know – anything about these people because don't worry we've got it and to me i don't and especially coming from the new york times which hates trump and has tried to do everything that they could to take him down and the washington post and cnn i don't trust your authority you're gonna have to to, do better you need evidence to to play devil's advocate though Mm -hmm. if they if they do have look first of all trump is kind of put himself in a position where like he's not you know, we we talked about it before he even won the presidency that, like, and you brought it up that, like, look, he's not going to be liked because he make, he is a dislikable guy, right? Yeah. So like Hillary Clinton he, like that. Like, he's easy to dislike. Right. So he makes it hard for the people who matter, namely mm-hmm. congressmen, They should to, still be doing their jobs. They should still be doing their jobs, but that doesn't necessarily mean going along with the person who is the leader of their party. If that yeah. is not right, that's like fine. they you don't can have- come out, and if Lindsey Graham says, "I disagree with you," that's fine. There's a stamp there. I can look at Lindsey, or if John McCain comes out and says, "You know, I disagree with Trump," that's fine because I know John McCain. I know that I know how he thinks. I know that he's butthurt about the comments that Trump made over, during the campaign. He has every right to be. But if you just mm-hmm. say a senior senator is going to start opposing Trump, and then we're like, oh, well, who is it? What is it? And then it becomes a bigger issue, and then it comes out as John McCain. Well, duh. But the, it's well, this whole who is it that, come, that it comes down to, and it's the same thing with these sources. We don't know who they are. I don't know if you're credible. And whenever you right. can the, – the memo thing is a shining example because that's something that they apparently are holding in their goddamn hand, and they're not sharing it with you. That doesn't seem fishy. That doesn't seem shady to anybody else. No, I no, no, I completely agree with you. And what I would hope, because here's where I think, here's, I would think that at least in this instant uh, instance of anonymous sourcing, mm-hmm. that we will find out whether or not that story is true. Yeah. A yeah. James Comey is going to be asked about it when he sits in front of Congress next week, and right. B well, they can subpoena that me- memo. The fact well, we, we that know the, the word the memo content of the memo, so they read exactly word for word what it was, and apparently all it was, it was not exactly like he told him to shut it down, not even close to it. What he apparently, allegedly, see how easy that was, CNN and New York Times and all that, allegedly, mm-hmm. he said, you know, this whole thing with Flynn, it's really unfortunate. He's a great guy. I, I hope you could let it go. 
you know, I, I think he's a great, gra- great guy. And if there was a way for you to let it go, I wish you would be able to let it go. So that's that. You can read into that if you want, if that's inappropriate. Well, if the it way isn't. that the way that you would read into that, at least as far as Bob Mueller is concerned, mm-hmm. is that you would look at the, the at the timeline of events surrounding that, right? So right. if um, if he tells my if if he says that to Michael Flynn, and then a couple weeks later Michael Flynn gets uh, fired from the FBI, and then a couple days later. Um, Donald Trump says, yeah, I fired that guy because there was a lot of heat on me for the Russia thing, and that's gone now, then you can assume that one thing played into the other played into the other. And at least that's mm-hmm. how the law works, and that's what they would do. So well, even with the law, I mean, you can look, that's intent. So now you have the right. intent, you still have to prove it. And that's the, that's the hard part. Like, you can have a motive. Everyone can have a motive. But if you don't have the evidence to prove that motive, you got nothing. And the problem I have with this is this isn't the first time. It's not like this is the first story that's come out against Donald Trump with anonymous sources with no evidence. This is like the eighth or ninth or tenth time. And the, the issue we had is, is with the Democratic Party, at least my issue with the people who voted for Hillary and those people, is there was evidence and they didn't care because they didn't like Trump. Now, they're entitled to that opinion. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But when they come out and, and call people who voted for Trump and people who – no, I'm not even standing with Trump. No, like, here's I, the thing, I, though. You know, I just want to see thing. what the Keep truth is. Keep in mind, because you cite the Hillary Clinton investigation mm-hmm. a lot, and, and it's a fair thing to cite. Keep in mind that it took a lot of digging to find what evidence they did find. Yeah. And in the same way, the people that were watching that unfold that were not, that didn't think Hillary Clinton was well, They were saying the same things that I were. Was guilty. It was a witch hunt. So yeah, at least they were admit saying every single that thing it, that, that I was saying. They're the, they are literally the same investigations. One just doesn't have evidence. It took a mm-hmm. long time to find the evidence in Hillary Clinton's instance. So what I will say to you well, is not that necessarily. Just it kept building in evidence, but there was always evidence. Because it, it, if you remember, there was no the allegations or anything. The only allegations were really coming from Julian Assange, who said, I've got this. Wait a few weeks. You're going to see it. And that was the only thing. It wasn't specific. There wasn't anything like that. And then as soon as he would leak it, it was evidence. So, And then it became like, oh, is it? Is it? can we trust him? And of course you can because WikiLeaks has a impeccable record on releasing the truth. So it can't, that's what it came down to. This is different. This is someone saying, he did this, I, bet, I, I promise you, and then having no evidence. With right. the, well, with, with the WikiLeaks, like, they were actual leaks of actual emails, of actual right. things. But and then at that you, point, they had to, to figure out what the intent was. Like when Podesta says, we need to find the, are, the leaker and shut it down, doesn't necessarily mean that he killed this, uh, this dude. <laughs> That's aren't what you they skeptical, are pretending Aren't you skeptical enough, though, that even if a memo comes out, mm-hmm. that until Congress looks at it and says, yes, this is, an, this is a legitimate FBI letterhead, yep. like, that okay so then in the same sense then um you you have to wait until this is looked at right that's fine that's my position is i'm saying mm-hmm. you need evidence you can't just tell me that the you know the sky is going to be red tomorrow and right I, you yeah know. no i i agree with you and i would think that's what the investigation is for um right. and i so i, I would I'm not agree with that you online though i'm not seeing that from people i know I'm seeing yeah, them I say, this is fact, 
And if you don't believe that it's fact, you're just a brainwashed idiot who voted for Trump. Right. And no, it doesn't make any sense to me. I just I my, cannot I cannot understand it. My personal feeling on it is here are the stories. I don't have any hard evidence here at all. Um but to me, again, like I said earlier, it looks shady, so I'm not going like, to dismiss it. it. I'm not I'm not gonna jump on it. Yes, I think that Here's the problem I, I have with, with people saying it looks shady. If there was evidence and if there was something to like and then it just came down to intent, then it could look shady. Because right now your leaks, the leaks that they keep talking about, are gossip. They're not facts. They're not memos. They're not hard data. You've got shadow people selling gossip to news stations who are reporting it as fact. That, That's what's I mean, actually that, happening. And so I agree. you can say it and looks in shady, that, in, but in does that it? instance, then the it looks okay. What it looks like is a story that, because it was said, I, it now needs to be investigated. Because if it is p- yeah. possibly true, now, it needs to be investigated. So am I going to jump on it and say that this is 100% fact that Donald Trump said XYZ to James mm-hmm. Comey and therefore broke some kind of law? No, I'm not going to tell you that. But right. am I going to go so far as to say it's fake because I don't see anything there? You just heard the story 12 hours ago. You're not going to see anything yet. Yeah. Now, what fine. would be nice is if somebody who read a memo instead faxed a memo. That would be nice. <laughs> like, I agree right. with you. That would be nice. That is what I think both sides would prefer. Look, the last thing so. that I, I want... The last thing that I want personally, even though I've admitted on this show a hundred times that this was the weird, a weird time for me to think of doing a show in the first place when we decided to start this in the beginning because like who knew that my party was going to be hijacked and I'm going to be sitting here in the middle like, dude, these guys are nuts. Like I agree with you. Um, that like I would like that evidence and the last thing that I want is, Here's here's the place that I'm stuck between. I don't want any evidence to be there because I don't want any of those allegations to be true because I hope that the presidency of the United States is a little bit more important than playing crazy, crazy dangerous political gain, games. Yes. Um, and in, in the same respect, I want either when no evidence comes out, Democrats to accept it and move on, yeah. or... If there is evidence there, I want Republicans to accept it, admit that this guy needs to go now because of X, Y, Z, and depending on what they come up with, if it's actual solid, legit evidence, then yes, that's all fine. The problem I have with this, I think the Democrats are so butthurt over what happened in this election because let's not forget, the Democrats were caught cheating. That's not a joke. That's not conjecture. They were Mm -hmm. caught. That Donna Brazil was handing her questions to the to the primary, uh, what do you call it, the debates. They got caught yeah. uh, trying to suppress. They tried to only have four debates during the thing. They they got caught trying to suppress the vote. Right, uh, because they're because they're idiots and they to- they completely took for granted mm-hmm. the American electorate. What, right. Like they completely so, they they took for granted their voters and as a result those voters didn't show up for them. Right, they, and they here's a, yeah, and a lot of it had to do with what Hillary Clinton said, talking to coal miners, saying because she lost. Those are the states right. that she lost when she said, "You're out of a job if you vote for me." They didn't vote for her. Imagine that. Mm-hmm. But but so I think that the, the for Democrats are the new Tea Party now, where they're saying 
it, they're so eager to delegitimize the president the same way that Hillary Clinton was delegitimized as a serious candidate for the presidency, that they're delegitimizing their own party. And they don't care because if you listen to CNN, if you read the New York Times, and, you, and I agree. that's what you subscribe to, you're going to believe it. You think that everyone what, thinks that, but if you actually listen he, to what other people are saying, they don't believe the media, and I don't he, think that they're fooling as many people as they want to. All right. Well, and here's what I'll say on that point, um, unless they're right, because if they're right, unless then, they're right, <laughs> in, in, if they're right, and if there is something there, in an instant, everything was worth it. In an instant, they don't delegitimize yeah. themselves, and in an instant, they delegitimize President. I don't know. I don't. Trump. I don't agree with that. In an instant, because there's a lot of people. I think they've lost. That uh, although I'm open-minded, and I and you know when I say you need to show me evidence, I mean it. If you actually can show me evidence, then I will be. I will be right there with the Democrats saying this is mm -hmm. unacceptable. There's a lot of people I think that they've lost. That at this point, even if they show them evidence, they're not going to believe it. Just nah, like there are I people out so. there that, that saw Barack Obama's birth certificate and didn't believe I think, it. I think if there's one thing that you can count on, it is that with the exception of the few people like me, the Democratic Party is unified. And they're unified for one reason, and it is because they do not like Donald Trump. So yep. while I can... So while I can get mad at Donald Trump and while I can disagree with some of the things that he does and I can just and I can agree with other things, I think that there is a larger portion of the Democrats right now that, like you said, are so eager to delegitimize him that that is their, their jobs. That will <laughs> I'm not even talking about Congress. I'm talking about the electorate. I'm talking about like all of it. I'm talking about Congress, the judicial branch. I'm talking about the the media. I'm talking about journalists. I'm it's, talking about it's all like of them. we've we've comedians who have decided not be funny and just bash on Trump. Will Ferrell we've and talked, Colin. We've talked. Um, or we've we've commented a lot in the past few weeks about how it's they're almost like sports teams and like that's what America feels like now is is a couple of sports teams and like you picked your yeah. side, um, but Go I team. think that I think that um, I, love I really Tom Brady, do, bro, you didn't cheat. I really Check do believe that if the Democrats <laughs> are right and if there is something there that I I really do believe that they have delegitimized Donald Trump and I don't think that You'll they will hurt. That. I don't think it'll hurt the Democrats because I think that every single Democrat who I believe now is the majority will feel like we were right. We were right. And so now we're going to come out for on this side because we were right. And, yeah, and But my argument to that would be they already think that. So I think that if every day that they continue to well, yeah, but on the flip side, I mean, and call I, people stupid with no evidence, which is not I stupid, you. they're going to push more people away. Even if it I, comes out that they're right, I think that maybe. Just but on the flip themselves. side, on the flip side, though, there are Republicans that no matter what it is, with like that, the second that a story comes out, the second that the story comes out is automatically fake news, and it's yep. fake news because it was said eight minutes ago, and you haven't shown me proof yet. Well, it was sh right. it was said eight minutes ago, so why don't you sit the shit down and we'll <laughs> figure it out together? Right. Um, and again, the, a lot of that has to do with the fact that the these news. Uh, you know these these news outlets are claiming it as fact in eight minutes after the alleged report comes out. Well, and, and they sucks. haven't had their time to do their due diligence, and well, they aren't doing their sucks. due diligence. 
Let me just talk real, real quick is... about this this one thing, because this point just has pissed me off to no end. And this is this weird argument that I keep hearing online where everyone keeps telling me, whenever I bring up the fact that there's no evidence to whatever it is, they say, well, the burden of proof is on you, bro. No, it's not. If you come out and you make a claim, if I tell you, if I get online tomorrow and I tell everyone that Brandon Condit eats his own shit every day three times a day because he loves it, and... Yeah, I we claimed, talked about that. Yeah, and I claim all of this stuff, and then they say, and then you tell me, that's not true. I said, prove it's not true. You can't prove it's not true. I, I could just sit there and say, well, you just didn't film yourself eating the shit. Of course you eat shit every day. You're just not <laughs> right. filming it to us. It's uh, and, No, that's not how it works. If you have a claim and if you have an accusation, the burden of proof is on you. You have to prove that that is real. And I, I do oh, agree with you, but I will say that uh, only once an investigation is concluded will any of us be satisfied with any of it. So you just look at the the Warren report and you know all these other the well, I guess the Watergate report was fine. Everyone agreed with that one. What's but, crazy is that this week Nancy Pelosi like became the voice of reason and and Claire McCaskill and that's insane. There were there <laughs> are like Michigan Republicans who are calling for the impeachment of Donald Trump. And Nancy Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi is sitting there saying that, like, look, when it comes to impeachment, like, we need more, we, like, we need actual evidence. We need to look at the facts before we just start right. throwing words around. Like, when Nancy Pelosi becomes the voice of reason, <laughs> then, like, everybody, everybody needs trouble. to just take, take, take a step back, sit down, and actually look at this. I'm not saying that there's anything there, and I'm not saying that there's, any, that there's not anything there. What right. I'm saying is that whether it's just drummed up media, whatever, or mm-hmm. whether there is actual shit that looks shady there, to me, I, I personally am not going to be happy until an investigation is done. I would mm-hmm. prefer if an investigation unfolds in front of the American people so that mm-hmm. I can see it and judge it for myself and not have the um, Bob McCullough come out and tell me that Darren Wilson didn't do anything <laughs> fine and that black kid should was just fine dead in the street. Right. Um, we go like, like we found him, man. So on, just, like, on that point that you've just made, there is a theory going on right now it states the Democrats know they don't have anything. They know that there's nothing there. They're simply doing – they're just simply making allegations and, and corroborating with these news medias to run with these stories in order to tie up Congress with investigations so that he cannot pass his agenda. Do you believe that to be true, or do you think there's any type of chance that that's what's actually going on? Well, I think there's always a chance that that could be going on. Um, I Look, po- <laughs> Politics is dirty, so like that doesn't yeah. that that wouldn't times, shock me at all. Like, yeah, how many times have you heard me say the Democrats have no power? Mm, this kind of kind of puts power back on their side if that's the case. Cause, well, and if you think about it, like if you include, if you want to include Fox News and Breitbart and those like those yeah. with Republicans and then <laughs> and then uh, CNN and whatnot with. The Democrats. Then, I got to lump one American news in there too. They've turned to shit here lately. They kind of pulled I back think, recently, but I think the Democrats have a lot more power than their. I think what gives them the power, though, is the fact that, like we talked about earlier, Donald Trump has a habit of just like putting his foot in his own mouth. Like he makes as enemies. I just 
as I described good. it over the throughout the week with you, as we were watching this unfold, it was like, man, every night I go to bed and then I wake up in the morning and he like took his huge or his probably I mean if we can judge by his hands his tiny shoes and stepped <laughs> in another huge pile of shit and it's every single morning now the stories yes. may or may not be true we don't know because we don't have a face to put with the claim but what I will say is that like that's not a that's not a good thing for him and no it's not he's not making in it that, better is, is in that problem. sense because he goes out there and tweets and because he undercuts his staff and because he does those things, it makes it really easy to make yeah. him look bad and make it look like there might that it makes it's easier to make somebody like that look like there's something there even if there's not, because he keeps feeding it. Right. Well we saw oh. that whenever he was like you know, the, the official White House release was like, oh, we fired Comey because, you know, that's what these guys told us to do, and that was just that. And he comes out, I was going to do it anyway. No big deal. I don't like right. this guy. It's like, shut up. Right. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, why, why are you doing that? Why do you not, like, ah, man, I don't yeah. know. It, it, it's something... But again, none of that is overly important. All this, like, that doesn't necessarily mean he's a bad president. Does he say dumb shit sometimes? Yeah. You know, the thing people though, can say dumb here's shit where, on times and here's still be able to I run think, the country though, properly. Here, here's where I think that he thought, and before you jump in and, and make the wrong point before I'm done, let me finish this. I think that in a sense he thought that he could run the country like a business, and he can't. And what I mean by that is not economic, isn't based on economic standards. What I mean is... In business, especially in his type of business, you're kind of able to push people around. You're kind of able to, like, you hustle for that deal, right? That's what a good businessman does is he gets the best price, he gets the best deal, and the problem is that it's one-on-one -on -one interactions. You're a CEO and you're talking to another CEO or a board or whatever. It's not as large as Congress. When you make that enemy in Congress, they can stop you because they are the checks and balances. And right. so in, in, that, in that sense, you can't run the country like a business because you can't push them around. They're stronger than you. And we've if they seen all... Yeah, we've already Act seen accordingly, that. Accordingly, the they're stronger than you. Yeah, because the president doesn't have legislative power. The legislative branch has legislative power. And so right. If right. you have an agenda he, and you want to get things done, Barack you... Obama would have gotten way more done than yeah. what he can claim. I'm, I'm, so I'm at a weird spot with that because, it, as you remember, throughout all of Barack Obama's presidency, I denounced the tactics that my the Republicans my side were using to stop him. They would literally said, "We're just going to say no to everything," and I had a problem with mm -hmm. that. Uh, at the same time, I said no to a lot of the things that he was proposing and wanting to do. The problem with Barack Obama is, he, as smart as he was, he didn't know anything about economics. And like I said, just I'll just look at Solyndra and the eighty eight hundred billion dollars they dropped into solar. Whenever everyone knew China owned that market, they could produce it at one thirty fifth the cost and sell it at one fifth right. the price and make a profit. Obviously, those businesses were going to fail. It's already a fringe market. Oil is the is the mainstay. That's the main right. energy source, and we have abundance of that. He stopped producing that and decided to go to solar. What the fuck? Like, right. <laughs> none of that made sense, but it did to him, and he decided to, to, to do that. So a lot of the things that he was saying, I would have voted no to. But when you come out and you just say, I'm going to say no to everything, like the Democrats are doing now with Trump, 
I think that that makes. Well, and I mean, D, I, let's be honest about it. He can't even get the Republicans. So no, because there's those hardline yeah. Republicans that are dicks. And, and that just, is that is what we discussed before he won the presidency was that this guy is so unlikable that the government may not work with him. It's going to be a shock for this guy when he gets into Washington and he yep. thinks that he can push congressmen around and they go, wait a minute, I care way more about being the senator of Oklahoma than I give a shit about your agenda. Oklahoma! And, oh. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. well, they're going to they're I mean, they... make sure they take care of themselves before they worry about Donald Trump at all. Right. And in that sense, you can't run the country like a business because you're not the top dog. Right. Plain and simple. And we've seen that kind of play out with – and I'm sure that next week we're going to cover his, um, his international trip that he's currently kicked off today. Um, right. But we've seen Next that. week on TDAP, Donald Trump visits human rights hey. violators. <laughs> and makes a billion-dollar deal. Oh, my gosh. But arms deal, uh, but that could go a few different ways. But going back to that, like you see, we see that with Donald Trump when he meets with these presidents and these leaders from other nations one on one, things tend to go very well. We see that he also makes an enemy out of Congress, which guess what is kind of the power that controls, you know, puts his checks and balance towards his presidency. He's going to need to learn that. I think he will. I think that these this first couple months has been a learning experience where he says, "All right, I can't bully people." And I'm not going to be able to push them around to get my way. And I, it, playing the gracious host is going to work out very well with these foreign entities. But when it comes to domestic policy, I'm going to have to work and make deal. And we saw that with the uh, these first couple bills where he took the funding of the wall out and all these other things. He's starting to get it that like he's not going to get think, everything that he wants. I do think he cannot bully the intelligence agencies or the media either um and we may disagree on that well we see that this know. is where this is why we're here because i think that the the media it, this is very much a retaliation to trump same way that john mccain mm -hmm. is going to do everything he can because he called him a coward for getting captured which was wrong to right. do in the first place right he shit all his, over the media and now the media is decided i'm not doing my job right his presidency could be a lot more successful or whatever i mean depending on what perspective yeah. you're looking at if you're a democrat who disagrees with his policies you won't look at it as successful but i think it would be a lot less you know the same fodder that we've been talking about for 120 days if he hadn't <laughs> if he hadn't attacked the media and and made it a point to make them a bad guy and like and yeah. now i i think you're right it it is which it doesn't do any like it doesn't do any favors to the American people because now we have to decipher like well how much of this is true and how much of this is bullshit and you know and I think it does a disservice to the just the common person who's watching right. it on a daily basis or even on a weekly basis or monthly basis or whatever um now what I do think though is that for those people that watch it on a weekly and monthly and annually annual basis um i think that the media can be very harmful to donald trump because if you're a person like some of the members of my family who are just apolitical and don't care about it and that's fine like that i probably would be much happier if i didn't give a shit about it but i do <laughs> um but those type of people could can turn on the news come election time come midterms or whatever hear the stories of the last year and a half or whatever 
and think, oh, wow, I didn't know that happened. Like, I haven't been paying attention. I didn't know that he did that or he said that or whatever. And that can be, that could be harmful um, if right. those stories have been misrepresented. So I think in that sense that Trump should learn a lesson, at least from this moving forward, and I don't think don't. he can mend, mend that with – because if you remember, the media has really started all of it. It's, I think he they can. They started reporting I, I think he can overly, mend it because I think when he did his joint – I just um, think the media doesn't like Trump. We saw that before he started that's saying anything. That's fine. But when he did like, his – No, I don't like this guy. When he did his address to the joint session of Congress, the media mm-hmm. – Van Jones came out and said this was the moment that Donald Trump became president. Like they did get behind him in oh, yeah, that Van night. Yeah, Van Jones legitimized now, him. It's totally fine now. It doesn't – no. What I'm saying, though, is if he does shit that brings people together, it makes it a lot harder to attack him. When he does things that we universally, as the American people, not Democrats or Republicans, can go, wow, I like what he said there. Wow, he has right. some good ideas about infrastructure. It's a lot harder to attack him in the days to come than it right. is when he – fires the FBI director, director, then says some dumb shit about it, then says some potentially dumb shit to Russian officials, then, like, <laughs> dude, it just it right. snowballs. That was another easy uh, to attack him on those Anonymous things. leak that he called him a nut job and all this to the Russians. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I think that going back to that point, too, is you're right whenever you say that, you know, Van Jones came out during that, that joint uh, speech uh, to Every, everyone on CNN thought yeah, well, and that here's was the problem, an amazing speech. The mainstream like that, media that. is is mostly liberal, and they they did side with him. The problem was that the uh, that same the next day, conservative media took the low ground, and and you saw Milo Yiannopoulos and other people being like, Democrats didn't even rise for the, you know, right. and they just threw yeah. everyone right back into the shitstorm, and it was like. Well, you that was like a day. That, that was like a day after Milo started talking about little boys and stuff, and yeah. became became far from what he was before that. Before that, he was gaining popularity rapidly, right. and then all of a sudden, he just obscure. He's obscure gained bl- quite a bit more popularity since then, so he's going to be where'd, just fine. But where'd the blonde Nazi go? Who knows? <laughs> um, <laughs> so. Anyway, going back anyway. to yeah, to wrap up this whole segment because we went pretty long here. Um, yeah. To me, I just think at this point when we get to 10, 9, you know, whatever it is, things that are allegedly that don't have any evidence to them, I've stopped believing it. I already was skeptical. I've gotten to the point where I, I no longer – if it's coming from the Washington Post, if it's coming from the New York Times, if it's coming from CNN, I'm not going to believe it unless there's evidence. And I think right. that well, it, at this point, like, you're just going to have to do better. And if you don't have any evidence, and if you just say, if you come up every day with something new and say, well, we need to investigate it and then tie up Congress, I feel like at some point we're just going to see through it and be like, you guys are just making well, shit up so that he do, so that we don't have time to do anything that, that conservatives want to do. Well, and again, what I'll say is that I will never um, throw an entire organization – even Breitbart, even though mm-hmm. I do take shots at Breitbart a lot, and I take shots at a lot. I don't believe lot, Breitbart. I don't. Um, what I will say, though, is I will not th- – I'm sure that there is some legitimate person that works and writes for Breitbart News. And Milo when they, when they write – yeah, no, probably not. Um, 
When they write an article that isn't false, it would be unfair to lump them in with the other nonsense that is put up on right. it, on that outlet. So what I will now, say look, is I will, I will never go so as so far as to say all of CNN is fake news, all of NPR is fake news, all of so on and so forth. Um, right. what, I, what I will say is they do need to do better. They do need to yeah. show more evidence. They do need to... Look, I only have six days to prepare the show. You cannot come out with a new story every two hours. <laughs> like, I don't even know what I'm talking about. And by the time that I know what I'm talking about, I forgot that all these other things happened. Like, James Comey got fired a year ago, but he didn't. He got fired a week ago. And that's just what it feels like. So, right. like, they do have to do better. I do agree with you on that. But... Yeah. Because it looks a way, a certain way to me, and because I'm interested in where these stories are coming from, and I fully believe the possibility of people having sources inside those organizations that they're not going to name them because they want the information. So if the information is true, why mm. would you give up that person's name? I agree with you that I would like it, but if these stories yeah. come out to be true, keep in mind, without the leak from the Sally Yates deal, we don't know anything about Michael Flynn, and he's probably still there, and yeah. he's a huge security risk to the United States. Uh, yeah, so, these leaks, so these leaks aren't a bad thing if they're real, but I do agree that the news would... It would be more, it would be easier to believe that these stories are real if they weren't running headlines like Donald Trump told James Comey dot dot dot. Right. Report says my position. On that's it, it. That's all I'm asking for. Yeah, I don't think that CNN, um, New York Times, all that are necessarily fake news. I'm saying that when they make allegations, you're going to have to show me evidence at this point because in my mind they've lost credibility on the breaking new. You know what I'm saying when it comes to. Mm -hmm. This happened. I, yeah, I understand. If you're your point. going to say that at this point, if it's coming from the New York Times, it comes from CNN. Not that everything they do is is false, but if you're going to make an accusation, you're going to need to prove it to to me, or I'm not going to listen to you. Yeah, and, I mean, I I understand your logic there. Um, so, and I and I don't 100 percent disagree with it. At some point, I, I do when you're having people investigate. P prostitutes pissing on beds. At some point, you're wasting taxpayer well, money with frivolous the, investigations. Were they actually investigating that? was an actual dossier investigation, that whether or not he fucking had prostitutes pissing on beds. But that wasn't our investigation, right? Wasn't yeah. that like... I thought it was, that they were investigating the Russian ties, and that was something that was in the investigation that uh, McCain was pushing. The, yeah, I don't... That's, At some point, you're wasting our money with every single yeah. little thing, and whenever people come out and say, "Well, just investigate all of it," no, investigate well, I think, certain things, and then because at this point they've caught on, and they're like, "Well, we're just gonna make up everything and just say a bunch of stuff, and we don't have to have evidence because they'll investigate for it." And then it takes all of Congress. And it well, takes I would all suggest this. though my advice my advice to Trump is to be a better president than these stories can drag you down because if you are yeah. honestly a better president than these that if you have a if you have a greater effect as a politician than the negative effect of these stories then you shouldn't have anything to worry about it's kind of that whole you know every sports team um, or every sports 
fan base blames the referees for like or all of the officials <laughs> for all of their all right all of their all of their sorrows like the fact of the matter is if you pick a sport if you score like 10 goals you probably don't have anything to worry about so just play better than the refs right. um i play, actually have play. evidence that you're a fake fan so i can <laughs> i can right. produce that <laughs> lgbt hashtag you don't um, say lgbt Right. Um, <laughs> anyway, I think we'll I think we'll leave it there with this with this one. <laughs> right. here at 46th and Broadway. As you can see, we've got a clear shot of the car up on the sidewalk there. Those barriers obviously doing what they were supposed to do and stopping that car from going any further. Sources are telling us that the man was pulled out of that car, was taken into custody. This is a Honda Accord. You can see it right over there. Uh, police and first responders going through that car. At this time, they're roping off the scene here. We've got road closures all throughout the area. Joe, could I yeah. just mention one thing really quick, and I know you've already mentioned it, but I'm still outraged at this Turkish uh, beating these, uh, that we should throw their ambassador the hell out of the United States of America. Uh, th this, isn't, this is the United States of America. Maybe, maybe this, isn't, this isn't Turkey. This isn't a third world country. And I, uh, th this kind of thing cannot go unresponded to diplomatically and, and, and maybe in other ways. Maybe bring lawsuits against, we can identify these people important and you know and then there are other messages or subliminal messages or body language those messages are all constantly being dissected as well already on social media today there's been a lot of attention about Melania Trump you know not wearing you know the hijab the the head uh, covering and, and yeah and I'd love to hear your point of view on that, that because is, that has barely been attention inside the Muslim world the hijab is not mandated by Islam Melania Trump is a, Particularly is a Christian Particularly for guests, lady, right? There is an exception. When we have foreign dignitaries, no less m my monarch, the Queen of England, she yeah. is not required. They but you know, what's, you know what the difference is? It's not just that, but it's because of Donald Trump's tweet long ago when Michelle Obama, the first lady, was in Saudi Arabia. She was not covered. All right, so moving on to the speed round. Uh, definitely something that was pretty messed up happened this week was the New York uh, attack. Right, um, which we can let's go into that first, and then we'll talk about we'll continue our last segment, let it bleed over into this one, how I hate the media. Um, but um, <laughs> go ahead, tell it. Let's talk about that. So yeah. For people who don't know, because obviously a lot of the news medias were running with the whole uh, shadow shadow gossip uh, against Donald Trump, so a lot of them weren't really reporting it this story as much uh, as I think they should have. But in New York City's Times Square, there was a 26-year-old uh, Richard Rojas who went down. Uh, basically, he's driving in his car. All of a sudden, he has a massive U-turn at a four-way intersection and just starts driving down the middle of the sidewalk and is just plowing mm -hmm. through people. Uh, I think there was only one guy that died, though. Um, so I don't know if you actually yeah, watched the I think video it was, or not. Um, one, one death and then like twenty-three injured or something like that. Um, yeah, I, 
I have yeah, not seen yeah, the exactly. video. I have seen the still frame images of the aftermath, and I've mm-hmm. seen the still frame images of like him getting attacked and him, like b- right before right. he gets attacked, where like there's that there's that one image where he's like hands up, <laughs> like out football tackle style. <laughs> like that's a that's a weird looking one. So I mean, I read I read the story. I heard it briefly, um, but then again, that brings mm-hmm. me to like. Because of the unsourced information, because of those stories, like, what was crazy was the day that that happened, I was like, didn't something happen in New York today and nothing is on TV? Like, this is all, this is all Trump and sources and whatnot. Um, (laughs) Well, they pretty quickly came out and said it wasn't terrorist related, so everyone just lost interest. And, like, whenever I finally watched the video... Because I remember they were like, oh, the guy's apparently he's a drug addict. He was a guy who, you know, was caught with D for drinking, uh, driving under the influence and all that. And uh, so at that point, they still didn't really know anything. And then whenever I watched the video of it, I mean, it looks exactly like you think it would. Like if you were playing Grand Theft Auto and then decided to run through, over a bunch of people, mm-hmm. that's what it looked like. And I there's, there's one guy who I'm sure that's the one who died because he, he gets up to like full speed. And this guy's just by himself. Like, the rest of the, the crowded people was kind of, you know, they were kind of just bouncing off. But this guy was just full force hit at a car probably going near 60 to 70 miles right. an hour. Yeah, no. And it. Yeah, and I remember watching that. I was like, this guy has, he may be on drugs, but he is definitely controlled. And according to this uh, article that I'm reading right now, they have him quoted as saying, I wanted to kill them. And he admitted smoking PCP-laced marijuana before Thursday's um, That is exactly what I told to... you before I knew any of that information. Yep. I was like, dude, that picture looks like a dude on PCP. That motherfucker's like, on PCP. That, that looks like every <laughs> episode of Cops that I've seen in Oklahoma. Like, literally every single right. one. Um, so... Right. I don't understand. I, I don't understand why he did it. Because as soon as he crashed, like, he kept going and going and going. And then uh, he ended up hitting a divider or something like that. He was trying to run over a guy. And, like, I remember whenever I was watching the video, I couldn't see the divider. So I don't know if the guy was, like, standing directly in front of it or or what happened. But the guy barely didn't get hit, this last guy. And he ended up hitting some sort of barrier and wrecked his car. And then he jumps out, and they instantly just swarm him. He gets away, like, three times. That's that's the whole thing. Yeah, he he fights him off like three times, and then finally the, the, a mob of people just descend upon him, and yeah, he's done for yeah, at that point. That yeah, but, that whole story was nuts, and it what was disappointing again was the fact that like really didn't get like we we had to dig for that a little bit. It, it's not like it was on the news networks. They were they were busy politicizing other stories, um, and right. and so yeah, I mean that was that was just a crazy. A crazy blip on the on the screen this this week, and yeah, I I don't know. They took him. Obviously, he's he didn't die in this, so like I'm sure I'm sure that we'll find. <laughs> yeah. or, I mean, he's already said what he's gonna say, but I'm sure that his trial, this guy's trial, yeah. might be an interesting one. That might be one to pay attention to because there might be some interesting right. moments in that not trial but you know they're well, gonna ask him if he's guilty and he's gonna see he's gonna, he's gonna see yes. a judge with like bat <laughs> wings and who knows what could happen so um right well and to me the thing that 
also is because they've raised a lot of concerns in New York City because this is the new ISIS attack. Mm-hmm. That's their new favorite thing is to say they're telling people just get in your car and run people over. Uh, and we Lazy. We see that going, going on in – yeah. <laughs> well, you see it mostly in these uh, European zones where there's very heavy uh, gun restriction. So they either had – they used to have to do knife mm-hmm. attacks and, uh, you know, you slash a couple people. That sucks. But then you end up dying. And so unless they, you can get someone to make bombs, which is hard, you they're telling them, just hey, just get in your car and start running people over. Uh, so they were asking the, the mayor of New York City and saying, like, do you guys need more precautions? Do you need more barriers so that these things can't happen? Because this guy was just a dude on PCP. The next one could be mm-hmm. a terrorist attack and not, a, not particularly Although, hard to do. that so, being said... At, at the end of the day, I don't know that the damage is that much different. So, you know, yeah. it, it, I don't know that that would make it worse. I don't know that it being in the name of Islam is worse than some guy on PCP just mowing down some people. Like, you know, right. so. Well, it is and it isn't. I'm not saying encourage it, but, you know. Right. But if it's just one guy and they catch that one guy, right. then it's done. No big deal. But if it's in the name of, of Allah and Islam, then you're going to have to keep – you're going to probably see repeated times maybe, of it happening. Per- so there's a, I mean, there's a difference. Maybe. So, okay. Um, <laughs> I, think, I, think that's, I think that's enough on that one. Um, the, the other story yep. that happened that didn't really get – I don't know if this happened last weekend – or or whatnot. When was when was Erdogan yeah. in in the president of Egypt? Or man, I thought it was is Tuesday. He a president? But, is that his, uh, it's his yeah, title? president of Turkey? Um, I think he's dictator. A, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so Erdogan's in he's yeah, in Turkish town, president. and I guess um, some people are protesting his visit at and what was it in front of the Turkish embassy or whatnot? Um, yeah, wherever I, I I don't know the exact location where so, it was, so, but basically, yeah, big lineup. Right. Of protesters so Erdogan is Trump's guest. He's coming to the White House, and in front of the Turkish embassy, yep. protesters like block the sidewalk or whatever. And I don't. You can watch the video for yourself. I'll put it in the comments. You, it's debatable whether Erdo, President Erdogan ordered it <laughs> or if it just happened. Either way. Kind of looks like his guys, <laughs> his bodyguards, proceed to whoop ass on everybody on the sidewalk, like kicking people in the face, and like, yeah, yeah, they do, man. They, they so they kick I don't know. Ass. I don't necessarily <laughs> know where that order was given. And then the DC police proceeded to arrest the protesters. So I'd like to know more of that story. Obviously, I don't know if the protesters were doing something that they shouldn't have been doing, or if they were simply yeah. just protesting and president erdogan didn't like their message and let get these right get these dudes the out of here down. um but what i'm gonna say is you don't come to my house and start whooping up on my family so <laughs> right yeah like i don't like i don't think that's, that's cool that, that... and now if the protesters were doing something wrong the dc police should have been involved mm-hmm. before it escalated to that point they should like Right, and that, it's their job to, to de-escalate but it at I don't that think point. after now, a foreign dignitary starts whooping ass in, on, like, American citizens, that the, the D.C. police, like, now you have to explain to me why you arrested the Americans. That 
you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I'd be interested to see if diplomatic immunity is, uh, you know, if that's valid for beating the shit out of our citizens. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <I'm sure. laughs> it's like, I'm, hey, they're diplomats. I mean, and they're not. They're they're bodyguards. Right. So no, they're, they're not diplomats. And I wouldn't imagine that they would have diplomatic immunity. But regardless, it looks like the head, the dude that you can see on video just kicking the shit out of some, some dude with a bullhorn's face. It looks like he walks up to Erdogan's limo. He talks to someone. Again, this is a limo containing Erdogan. And then he just proceeds to go over and start whipping ass. So it looks as yeah. if, you know, he was he was told to do that or that there was something. It could be something as, as simple as, you know, shut it down, something like that. And then he interpreted it as whipping <laughs> ass. Right. Regardless, I was surprised at how, how many news. Again, this is my issue with the unsubstantiated news claims where it's like we have documented evidence here of Erdogan's bodyguards beating our citizens. Yes, but did you know that this memo might actually exist? I don't <laughs> care. Like, show me the real news of the real thing that we should be yeah, talking about. It is about. crazy. It, and you would think, not. too, that just based on the details of the story, whether or not, like, I mean, even with just those limited details of the story, you would think more people would be, right. A, would want to know about it, and B, would be outraged about it a little bit. Like, I'm not, you know. Right. And I think that that does show where people are, why pe it's another example of why people don't trust the mainstream media and why they say that they, they are treating Trump unfairly and that they're not reporting the real news and that they're doing Trump. You can agree with that or disagree with that, but I'm saying this is, this leads into that narrative that mm. some people have that the mainstream media is just trying to cover it maybe not cover everything up but you know put a, mic a microscope onto anything involving trump and then everything else just right i mean they do. because they yeah and i don't trump. think it's unfair to say that the, the they should probably have covered they should this. absolutely have <laughs> like, covered it I didn't see it. I don't know. Maybe they did on you know late night for twenty minutes. I don't know. I didn't see I didn't it either. See it. I so uh, I saw <laughs> it in a blip um, as I was as I was flipping through articles online somewhere and was like, wait, what? And so then I went and found the video. But yeah, this was this was another story that was not yeah. covered that is unfortunate just based on. And granted, again, like I've stated many times throughout the episode. It's not that I don't think that there couldn't be something there with Donald Trump, and I do want to know those stories, but I but when there's other news, and this is this seems like it should report right that news this, as well. This seems like one that that most people would want to talk about and debate anyway. I mean, I'm sure that they, you know, th right. this, is a, this is an interesting conversation to have. At what point does a foreign diplomat cross the line when he comes to your country and beats the <laughs> shit out of you? You know, like, where's the line there? Right. Um, I'd like to know. We get it. Protesters can be can be very annoying, but you probably shouldn't kick them in the face until mm -hmm. they <laughs> right. know, can't so, move. Probably not the best message So anyway. Um, so... Yeah, and also just for anyone listening, uh, I originally heard it from Philip DeFranco. He covers it very well. So if you wanted to get uh, even more information on that topic, I would suggest looking up Philip DeFranco on YouTube and checking out his coverage of it because it's very good. And that was the first place where I heard about the secondary video where it showed the the bodyguard talking yep. to Erdogan's. Uh, we'll link to that. So he does a we'll very good job. We'll link to that well. too in the comments. Um, 
And then um, I guess the last one, which, (laughs) of course, this was a story that was reported this week. And this is (laughs) next week we will go in to Saudi Arabia and Trump's foreign foreign visit and and all this stuff, his foreign trip. All three three right. stops that he's going to, we'll, we're going to right. cover we'll the Right, we'll do that trip. next week um, because it just happened in the last 18 hours. Um, but what we will take from at least him landing in the Middle East is just a little bit of a story that is just a fun one. Don't take this seriously. Mitch and I don't give a shit about this topic. Um <laughs> But I, I think there's right. at least a, a, there's at least something to comment on here. So, um, breaking news: um, sources <laughs> sources close to everyone ever say say that um, Melania Trump, when she gets off the plane in Saudi Arabia, isn't wearing a headscarf. Oh no! Um, oh my and god! And neither did and, and neither did Michelle Obama. Um, Oh my right, god! Which well, no other story is really adding the Michelle Obama one. I just want to point out that neither did Michelle right. Obama. Um, I right, I yeah, man. I think both. I don't get the hate that Michelle Obama got. And I don't get the hate that Melania Trump gets. Like it, it both sides are just so I nasty think, to yeah. each other. Like Republicans were nasty to Michelle Obama for eight years, and some of the shit that I see people saying about Melania Trump is disgusting. Yeah. It's like. Who's proud of themselves? No, I all of this? I agree with you. you know, anyway, I, that's a little side I, note. I've but. always I've always felt that way too. Leave leave the family unless the families are involved. Which I mean, you could argue that well, right? Ivanka Trump, Jared Kushner, right? Yeah, they're involved. Like if they do mm-hmm. something you don't like, by all means. But Melania Trump's just raising right. Byron, like right? <laughs> you, Baron, you leave the Byron. Obama daughters alone. You leave like you do. Right. So anyway. Here's here's my opinion on the scarf issue and our leaders um, visiting other countries. I don't think that they should have to wear that. I don't have a problem with that. That's not like they're Christians and they live in the West and that is not our culture. I totally agree. I have no problem with that at all. Um, personally, my take is and what because we talked about this last night on the phone um and what i had said to you was if i was president and stacy was the first lady the way that i would do it is i would ask stacy to wear it as a sign of respect to the religion um of islam but as far as when we got off that plane she would not walk 10 paces behind me because in America, women are equal, right. so she's going to stand shoulder to shoulder with me. And, and Patriarchy! <laughs> right. The only thing that I think is interesting <laughs> about this story at all, and the only reason that I wanted to talk about it for the 30 seconds that I'm going to give it, is because I think it's an interesting concept to that we have the conversation about it at all. What What is appropriate for mm-hmm. our leader to do when they get to a country that you know this is the belief system right. and i don't think that they should feel obligated to do anything that they wouldn't wouldn't do because no. you shouldn't you should be yourself i'm just telling you the way that i would do it because i can show a sign of respect for the religion but as far as your society yeah. as far as your societal norm of men being more 
valued than women. Like, I'm not going to play that game as a Westerner. Um, right. I don't think you should have I don't think do you should have to do any, any of, of it. it either. That's how I would yeah. do it. I also don't, like, because we saw the Obamas do that where they were just, basically everyone in the Middle, Middle East just kind of didn't take the Obama administration seriously. And they would do all of these pains to go over the top and accommodate their religions and do these signs of respect and bow as low as they could, you know, to the to the Saudi princes and everything else. And I get it, but you don't have to do it. Like we're America, we can do. I'm not gonna say we can do what we want, but when we, if we come in there, you don't have to wear a headscarf because that's not our culture. You don't have to walk ten feet behind because that's right. not our culture. It's two cultures coming together to do it, and we've seen that as well in Europe. Where uh, that was uh, one thing, and I covered this briefly whenever I was doing my coverage of Marine Le Pen, uh, where she was um, basically she was meeting with I, they might have been Turkish. I couldn't remember. I can't remember who she was meeting with, but basically they were like, "If you want to talk to us, you're going to get a burqa on, and you're doing uh, you know wear the hijab at least or a full burqa, and or we're not going to talk with you." And she showed up to the meeting, and they were like, "We're serious. You're putting this on, or you're not talking to us." And she was like, "You can go fuck yourself." See, I'm and not doing to it. me, and I was like, "To that's me, awesome. I don't have a like, problem that's... with that." And I would think, from a negotiating standpoint, that if your stipulation is that I have to wear something to have a conversation about mm-hmm. policy with you, and I tell you no because that's not my culture, then you're the one removing yourself from the table. I like I'm willing to right. have the conversation. We can now, talk taxes all day. We can talk trade all day. But if that's the <laughs> stipulation, then you're removing yourself from the table. That's kind of how I look at that. Right. And now she took it a little bit further because I, I agreed with her on that part of it. And then she was saying that she would outlaw the burqa because it was a sign of oppression to yeah, women. And no, I was no, like, no, no, wait a I second. Wouldn't... If you say they can't wear it, then you're basically – you know, saying what well, and women you, and, can wear and can't wear, which is exactly what you're well, saying. If you ask against, a, if you ask that a Muslim woman what the burqa is about, it's fifty-fifty. Half of them hate it, and right? Half of them don't hate it, and but it depends on, on right. What so it then is. you can't outlaw it for that reason because, in my opinion, no, you can't. I mean, obviously they can do whatever the fuck they want. If they want to outlaw, right? <laughs> but that would be it. religious oppression. But, yeah, I mean. That, you could you could make that argument very so, strongly, but to me, like, and you see it on both sides where they show videos of women who are told you don't have to wear the burqa and they're taking it off and they're throwing it on the ground and they're burning it and they're liberated, right. and then you see other videos that people show where they're like, we love it's about it. inner beauty and whatnot, right? Yeah, and that's like that's another one of those real controversial statements Malianopolis has made before, where a Muslim woman stands up at uh, one of his rallies. And she's going off on him for, for whatever it is. And he says, you're living in the United States and you're wearing a burqa. What's wrong with you? And then everyone cheers and she gets all pissed off and storms out. And, yeah, like it's a controversial thing. It goes mm-hmm. both ways. I think he's wrong for telling people, you know. I guess he wasn't telling it. He was just saying, he, you know, what's wrong with you? He did it yeah, in a derogatory it way. Like he was saying, like, you don't have to wear this, so what's wrong with right. you? Why would you? And maybe right. she wants to. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know? So, but, I mean – yeah, and but maybe I don't know. It, it's it's one of those little touchy things because anytime you get with religion and things that are, you know, like I don't know the protocol for yarmulkes. <laughs> right. Do you have to wear a yarmulke I, right. if you're I don't Jewish? Know. What I will say is the only thing that makes this story a bit interesting at all is that when Michelle Obama um, didn't 
wear the headscarf. Um, <laughs> Donald Trump tweeted, who would have thought, <laughs> and said that um, while everybody's applauding her for not wearing it, um, they were insulted. We have enough enemies. Like, of course, Donald Trump from the past <laughs> would bite Donald Trump from the present in the ass. <laughs> um, right. So, right. Yeah, because I don't remember them anyone else besides him going too deep into Michelle Obama not wearing it. I know they used to always get on or get on her for showing her arms and being like, oh my god, she's showing her arms to these these Muslim leaders. And it's like, who gives a shit? She's wearing right. arm like she's not topless. She's just wearing She's also shirt. she's a you know, maybe she's right, showing off the right. gun. She's also not a Muslim, so she doesn't have to wear like <laughs> religiously appropriate attire. Well, how does that work, though? Because Obama's a Muslim. <laughs> he prays right, to Allah. Right. So I don't, you know, no, I don't believe that. By no, the way, I'm making a joke. No. So. But there are, <laughs> I don't think he's right, a golden. But there are people lamb. that do believe that, and those people live in Oklahoma. Um, so, <laughs> right. Buzzing. So anyway, and the last Oklahoma. little, the last little bit. That I'll that I'll put onto the show, and we won't even go into it. Um, we'll just acknowledge the fact that Chris Cornell died um, this week too, which was yep. really unfortunate. And so, obviously, you know, suicide. They said, yeah, uh, I saw that, which which mm-hmm. is really sad. Um, so, obviously, you know, your thoughts. For they, I know they were in the middle of a tour. They actually canceled their show here that was supposed to be yesterday. Mm-hmm. So that's that's crazy. So obviously, you know, feel for the right. the family. I briefly got to meet him once when I was working yeah. at Riverport. Um, and I, I don't remember anything about it. So, <laughs> so it must have been a I good time. I know that he was there. And I know that – yeah, it was a great time. No, <laughs> but, so. Yeah, he was playing uh, – obviously he was playing with All Your Slave. Uh, some, this was back in mm-hmm. 2000 seven or eight somewhere around there and um i remember seeing him backstage because i worked backstage (laughs) and that's a good reason um, to meet him there that's that whole story um (laughs) anyway so obviously you know we feel for his his family and all and the band and all that stuff so anyway um right i think that's a good place to leave it for the week so remember to like and subscribe for all our future content the links to the topics Mm -hmm. discussed are and will be located of course in the comment section um right check us out on youtube uh and if you really want to stay informed go ahead and like our page on facebook that's basically where we're kind of in control of everything so whenever we upload things to uh itunes and to google play We'll advertise it on uh, Facebook when we upload things to YouTube. We're going to advertise it on Facebook, so that's really the best way to get plugged into everything um, we're doing. Yeah, you can find us on Twitter as well, um, but the Facebook mm-hmm. page is definitely the the more informative of the two. So, um, so I think that mm-hmm. I think that about does it. Thanks again for listening, and as always, we will leave you now with the alternative fact of the week. No politician in history, and I say this with. Great surety has been treated worse or more unfairly. Four U.S. presidents have been actually literally assassinated.
Wünsche kaum 